0: what's up ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and welcome back to a brand new episode of time out with tony your host tony all right ladies and gentlemen so today we are back with everyone's favorite 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 caped crusader batman and we are going to be starting with the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, so we finished the first four original Batman movies, all right? We've already reviewed them, and if you'd like to see them, feel free to check out our previous episodes. I can't remember them right now, so um unfortunately, you're going to have to do the research on your own. But um I do remember that we reviewed Batman and Robin and Batman Forever episode season 2 episodes 29 and 30 if i'm not mistaken or 30 and 31 one of those two if i'm not mistaken uh feel free to you know check it out and uh, let me know what you think about those but uh yeah so we're we're finally starting off with the Nolan trilogy and i'm very excited to review these movies so before we get into today's episode i want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support means a lot really so keep it up and most of all tell everybody tell your mom tell your dad tell your sister tell everyone and feel free to follow us on our instagram at timeout underscore with underscore tony podcast new episodes every tuesdays and saturdays without further ado let's get straight to today's episode sit back relax and crack open a beer soda and or water and enjoy folks because this is batman begins So, for those of you that don't know, Batman Begins is a superhero film directed by Christopher Nolan and written by Nolan and David S. Goyer. Based on the DC Comics character Batman, the film stars Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. The Batman. Uh, Alongside good old Christian Bale, we got Michael Caine, Liam Neeson, Katie Holmes, Gary Oldman, Killian Murphy, Tom Wilkinson, sorry Wilkinson, Rudiger Hauer, Ken Wanatabi, and Morgan Freeman in supporting roles. The film reboots the Batman film series, telling the origin of Bruce Wayne from the death of his parents to the journey to become the caped crusader that we all know and love, and his fight to stop Ra's al Ghul, head of the demon's uh, the, the demons head, sorry, and the scarecrow from plunging Gotham City into chaos. Nolan and Goyer began development for the film in early of uh, 2003, aiming for a darker, more realistic tone compared to the previous uh, uh to the previous shit show that was Batman and Robin. A primary goal for the vision was to engage the audience's emotional investment in both Batman and Bruce Wayne identities of the lead character. The film, principally shot in the UK, Iceland, and Chicago. Relied heavily on, tradi- on traditional stunts and miniature effects, with CGI being used in a minimal capacity compared to other action films. Comic book storylines such as *The Man Who Falls*, *Batman Year One*, and *Batman: The Long Halloween* served as inspiration. The film premiered in Tokyo on May 31, 2005, and went on to open on June 15, 2005, in the U.S. in 3,858 theaters. Grossing over $48 million dollars in its opening weekend in North America, it eventually grossed over $371.9 million dollars and it became the ninth highest grossing film of 2005. Met with largely positive reviews, especially with praise for its tone, Bale's performance and action sequences, the film was also praised for score, direction, and the emotional weight compared to the previous Batman films. The film was even nominated for an Academy Award for Best Cinematography and it's been often cited as one of the most influential films of the 2000s. The film would go on to be followed by 2008's The Dark Knight and 2012's The Dark Knight Rises with the three films constituting the Dark Knight Trilogy and one of the best superhero trilogies to ever exist. Now. <clears throat> What exactly was it about this movie that made it so great? Well, as we're going to find out. Alright, so like any other Batman movie, uh, the story opens up in Gotham City where a young Bruce Wayne falls down a dry well and is attacked by a swarm of bats and after this he develops a fear of them. Attending an opera with his parents, Thomas and Martha Wayne, Bruce becomes frightened by performers masquerading as bats and he asks to leave. While they leave, the mugger known as Joe Chill murders Bruce's parents right in front of him and leaves the young Wayne orphaned to be raised by the family butler Alfred Pennyworth. Flash forward 14 years, Joe Chill has been paroled after testifying against Mafia boss Carmine Falcone. Bruce intends to murder him to avenge his parents, but one of Falcone's assassins does so. Bruce's childhood friend Rachel Dawes berates him for acting outside the justice system saying that his father would have been ashamed. After confronting Falcone who tells him that the real power comes from being feared, Bruce spends the next seven years traveling the world training in combat and immersing himself in the criminal underworld. In a Bhutan prison, he meets Henry Ducard who recruits him to the League of Shadows led by the infamous Ra's al Ghul. After completing his super-secret ninja method trainings and purging his fears, Bruce learns that the League knows about Gotham, and believing the city is beyond saving, they intend to destroy it. because. Bruce rejects the League and its addict that killing is necessary, burning down their temple during his escape. Rosh is killed by the falling debris, while Bruce saves the unconscious Ducard. While returning to Gotham, Intent on fighting crime, Bruce takes an interest in his family company, Wayne Enterprises, which is being taken public by the unscrupulous William Earl. Company act, uh, sorry archivist Lucius Fox and a personal friend of Bruce's father, allows Bruce to access prototype defense technologies, including a protective bodysuit and a heavily armored vehicle called a tumbler. Bruce poses publicly a shallow playboy while setting up a base in the case being the Twain Manor, taking up the vigilante of the identity known as Batman, inspired by his childhood fear which he has now conquered. Intercepting a drug shipment, Batman provides Rachel with evidence against Falcone and enlists Sergeant James Gordon, one of Gotham's few honest cops, to arrest him. In prison, Falcone meets Dr. Jonathan Crane, a corrupt psychologist whom he helps smuggle drugs into Gotham. Donning a scarecrow mask, Crane sprays Falcone with a fear-inducing hallucinogen which drives him insane and has him transferred to Arkham Asylum. While investigating his crimes, Batman gets sprayed with the hallucinogen and set on fire by Crane but he manages to escape and is saved by Alfred who gives him an antidote the hallucinogen that has been developed by the one, the only, Lucius Fox. When Rachel, now a Gotham assistant district attorney, accuses Crane Crane of corruption, he reveals to her that he has introduced his drug into Gotham's water supply. (laughs) Crane then drugs Rachel with the hallucinogen, but Batman subdues him and he sprays Crane with his own chemical to interrogate him. Crane Claims to work for Rachel Ghoul. So, uh, it's worse. Batman invades police by attracting a large horde of bats using a high pitched sound to get Rachel to safety, administering her the antidote and giving her a vial of it for Gordon and for another mass production. While at his birthday party, Ducard reappears and reveals himself to be the true Rachel Ghoul. Having stolen a par- uh, powerful microwave emitter from wayne enterprises he plans to vaporize gotham's water supply rendering uh crane's drug airborne and causing mass hysteria that will ultimately destroy the city wayne he's sorry he sets wayne manor aflame and leaves bruce to die but alfred being the badass brother that he is rescues him because we're not dying on a tuesday mate Ro- uh, Rage Loads the microwave emitter Onto Gotham's Monorail system To release the drug At the uh, city's wa- uh, Central water source Batman rescues Rachel, Rachel From a drugged mob And indirectly Reveals his identity To her Confronting Rage On the monorail As Gordon Uses the tumbler's Cannons To destroy A section of the track Batman refuses To kill Rage But chooses Not to save him Gliding from the train As it crashes Killing Rage Because Justice Justice Bruce gains Rachel's respect and love, but she decides that she cannot be with him now, telling him if Gotham should no longer need Batman, they can be together. Batman becomes a public hero, and Bruce reveals that he's purchased a controlling stake in uh, Wayne Enterprises, firing Earl and replacing him with Fox. Sergeant Gordon is promoted to lieutenant and shows the Batman the bat signal, tells him about a criminal that leaves behind Joker playing cards. Batman promises to look into it, and he disappears into the night. And that, my friends, is... That was violent. The Batman, or Batman Begins. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. So, <clears throat> the rating. On a scale of 1 to 10, I have got to give Batman Begins a... a 7 out of 10 that is right ladies and gentlemen a 7 out of 10 and well here is why so now keep in mind this is the first movie that the first batman movie that comes out in in, almost in a decade all right the the last batman movie to ever be released before this was batman and robin all right and we we all saw how that did you know feel free to check out season uh, season two episode 30 or 31 time out with tony batman and robin streaming on all platforms uh but you know um keep in mind that was the last installment we had directors tim burton and joel schumacher they both had different um different visions for this character right different styles different um different tones um different narrative With Nolan here, however, it's something way much more different. And that's just kind of what makes the Nolan trilogy just stand out. And in my opinion, I'd say it would be the realistic tone. Now, of course, everyone's going to say, well, of course, not of course of crime fighting. I mean, a a billionaire is not going to become a crime fighting vigilante to go say and save, you know, his on the brink of. Just uh chaos city and whatnot like that's not ever gonna happen but i mean even if it were to happen it's kind of a good you know it's kind of a good uh the scenario kind of plays out well it kind of plays out how you kind of expect it to play out and that's just really what i kind of like about the nolan trilogy it it has a more realistic tone than most other batman um franchise installments would have like the tim burton movies the uh the schumacher movies as well even with uh, ben affleck's batman it it's it just it's missing that realistic tone robert Pattinson, he's got something going on there i'm not gonna lie but um forgetting all that here going back to this the realistic tone really pops out here, and that's just kind of what I really like about um, about this. Not only that, but the acting—Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, amazing performance, of course. Uh, not only that, but Killian Murphy as the Scarecrow. I mean, wow! I mean, I mean, I I haven't really watched that many movies with uh, the, uh, with this guy in it, but I mean he looks like a good actor and he, i'd say he made a good uh, scarecrow uh performance same with liam neeson liam neeson as Ray uh ghoul awesome awesome choice if if i'm gonna be honest and uh i, I don't really see anyone kind of you know um what's the word i'm looking for um I don't see anyone being superior in the role. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. I don't really see anyone, you know, kind of just being superior in this role. Uh, um, but who knows? Then the night is still young, you know. Who who knows what we, what we might get with uh, with with uh, Matt Reeves, um Gary Oldman, as as Jim Gordon, interesting choice. I won't lie. And the the accuracy is is it's pretty cool. I really like it. Um, I think that's it in terms of you know the acting um, or actors. Um, the emotional weight in this movie it it's, it's, it's just pretty much anything you'd expect out of a Batman movie. You know, oh fuck, his parents are dead. Darkness whatnot. Yeah, all that, but times like 1.5 because if it was times two i'm pretty sure you know people would be crying in the theater but times 1.5 and you know it's 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 um yeah it does kind of it does kind of bring you some emotional weight so yeah um the plot the plot I really liked the plot. It could have been very, very horrible. They could have, you know, pulled the Spider-Man 3. Or Spider-Man 3 wasn't even a thing uh, when this came out. But uh, they could have, you know, just crammed like a shit ton of villains. And it would have been a huge shit show. Or, you know, they could have done what Marvel did with Daredevil. And it would have been a very, very horrible attempt to, you know, uh, kick off a new new franchise. But it wasn't. Alright? Nolan did his thing. And it was amazing and because of that i give it a 7 out of 10 um so let me know what you guys think do i recommend this movie of course especially if you have yet to watch the nolan trilogy the nolan trilogy in my opinion is something that you guys have gotta watch it's a a superhero trilogy that must be watched Yeah, sure, you got the Sam Raimi trilogy, you got the Captain America trilogy, Iron Man trilogy, uh, uh, Tom Holland trilogy. But nothing comes as close as to the Nolan trilogy. And uh, I highly recommend it. It's on I don't mean to be dramatic, but it's one of the few things you got to watch before you die. All right. So, yeah yep 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 7 out of 10 that's what i think all right so let's take a look at behind the scenes so development for um batman begins first began in january of 2003 when warner bros hired the mental director christopher nolan to direct an untitled batman film uh david s Gore signed on to write the script two months after that Nolan stated at first that his intention was to reinvent the film franchise of Batman by doing the origins of the character which is a story that's never been told before. Nolan said that humanity and realism would be the basis of the origin film and that the world of Batman is that of gr- a grounded reality. It will be a recognizable contemporary reality against which an extraordinary heroic figure arises." End quote. said that the goal of the film was to get the audience to care for both Batman and Bruce Wayne himself. Nolan felt that the previous films were exercises in style rather than drama. Described his inspiration, uh, he described his inspiration being Richard Donner's 1978 uh, Superman film and its focus on depicting the character's growth. Also similar to Superman, Nolan wanted an all-star supporting cast for Batman Begins to lend a more epic feel and credibility uh, to the story. Goyer wanted to reboot the franchise and. He saw Nolan and and both him and Nolan saw Batman as a romantic character and Nolan envisioned a large sweeping film like Lawrence of Arabia. Nolan did not have a problem with the studio's requirement that the film not be R rated because he wanted to make a film that he wanted to be that he wanted to see when he was eleven years old. He wanted Sorry, His personal jumping off point of inspiration was The Man Who Falls, a short story by Danny O'Neill and Dick Giordano about Bruce's travels throughout the world. The early scene in Batman Begins of young Bruce Wayne falling into a well was adapted from The Man Who Falls as well. Batman The Long Halloween written by Jeff Lowe and drawn by Tim Sale influenced Goyer in writing the screenplay with the villain Carmine Falcone as one of the many elements which were drawn uh, were drawn from Halloween's sober, serious approach. The writers also considered having Harvey Dent in the film, but replaced him with the new character, Rachel Dawes, when they realized they, quote, couldn't do him justice, end quote. The, player, uh, sorry, the character would later be portrayed by Aaron Eckhart, uh, sorry, Eckhart, sorry, is that how you pronounce his name? Eckhart in the 2008 sequel the dark knight the sequel to halloween batman dark victory also served as a minor influence Gore used the vacancy of bruce wayne's multi-year absence presented in batman year one to help set up some of the film's events in the transpiring years in addition the film's sergeant james gordon was based on his comic book incarnation as seen in year one the writers of batman begins also used frank miller's year one plot device which was about a corrupt police force that led to the so that sorry that led to gordon and gotham city's need for batman due to batman's extensive rogues gallery over 70 years goyer and nolan decided to use the scarecrow and ray shagul as the film's villains as both sorry as both characters had yet to you know make their live action uh debut they didn't make an appearance in none of the four uh batman movies or in episode uh, or even you know make an appearance in any of the uh, adam west 1960s batman series so you know this is kind of long overdue <laughs> uh a common idea in the comics is that bruce saw a zoro film with his parents before they were murdered now in today's in in the matt reeves universe you know um he uh, bruce wayne actually uh went to go watch shrek with his parents before they were fucking shot so that's canon, but here it's a Zoro film. Uh, Nolan explained that by ignoring that idea, which he stated is not found in Batman's first appearances, it emphasized the importance of Bats to Bruce and that becoming a superhero is a wholly original idea on his part. It is for this reason Nolan believes other DC characters do not exist in the universe of his film. Otherwise, Wayne's reasons for taking up costume vigilantism would have been very, very different. Now, <clears throat> when it came to filming, like with all of his films, Nolan refused a second unit. He did this in order to keep his vision consistent. And filming began in March of 2004 in the in inside of a fucking glacier in Iceland. Yeah, that's right. The crew built a village. From the front doors. Sorry, and the front doors to Horatius Temple, as well as a road uh, to access to the remote area. The weather was extremely pl- problematic. I mean, we're talking 75 miles per hour wind rain, lack of snow. Um, a shot that cinematographer Wally fights, uh, uh, Fister had planned to take using a crane had to be completed with a handheld camera. Ah, they must have been very heavy. Unlike uh, with Burton and Schumacher's Gotham City that did not exist in the real world, Nolan Nolan shot exteriors of London, New York, and Chicago as he wanted the city to seem really recognizable. And seeking inspiration from Superman and other blockbuster films of the late 1970s and early 80s, Nolan based most of the production in England, specifically Shepperton Studios. A back cave set was built there measured with two and sorry, and it measured 250 feet and 40 feet high. Production designer Nathan Crowley installed 12 pumps to create a waterfall with uh, twelve thousand imperial gallons, and built rocks using molds of real caves. In January of two thousand four, an airship hangar at Carlington, Beds, uh, Bedfordshire, was rented by Warner Bros. and was converted into a nine hundred foot soundstage where the slum district of the Narrows and the feet of the Monroes were filmed. Uh. Metmore Towers was chosen from 20 different locations for Wayne Wayne Manor as Nolan and Crowley liked its white floors which gave the impression of the manor as a memorial to Wayne's parents. The building, chosen to represent an Arkham Asylum, was the National Institute for Medical Research Building in Mill Hill, Northwest London, England. The St. Pancras Railway Station and the Abbey Mills Pumping Stations were also used for Arkham Interiors. The Senate House of University College London was used for the courtrooms, and some scenes including the Tumbler Pursuit were filmed in Chicago locations such as the Lower Wacker Drive and 35 East Wacker. Authorities agreed to raise Franklin Street Bridge for a scene where access to the Narrows is closed and despite the film's darkness, Nolan wanted to make the film uh, appeal to a wide range, stating, quote, not the youngest kids, obviously, I think what we've done possibly, sorry, is probably a bit intense for them, but I certainly didn't want to exclude this sort of 10 to 12 year olds because as a kid, I would have loved to have seen a movie like this end quote because of this nothing bloody nor gory was uh filmed throughout the movie so that's a i don't know that sounds like it saved him a lot of money that's just, <laughs> i why do i feel like he's just like yeah i don't really feel like using the fucking money So I'm, you know i'm just gonna <laughs> anyways batman begins Uh, held its world premiere in tokyo on may 31st 2005 and it ranked at the top in its opening weekend accumulating 48 million dollars which was seen as quote strong but unimpressive by today's instantaneous blockbuster records end quote uh the film's five-day gross was 72.9 million dollars beating batman forever as the franchise high Batman Begins also broke the five-day opening record in the 55 IMAX theaters, grossing 3.16 million, and polled moviegoers rated the film within an A. And according to studio service, Batman Begins was considered the best of all Batman films until Batman uh, the audience demographic was 50% male, 57% male, and 54% people over the age of 25. Uh, on review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes, *Batman Begins* has an approval rating of 84% on 200, based on 288 reviews. Sorry, with an average rating of 7.7 7 out of 10. The site's critical consensus reads: "Quote, brooding and dark, but also exciting and smart, *Batman Begins* is a film that understands the essence of one of the definitive superheroes." End quote. a uh, Metacritic, which assigns a weighted mean rating reviews. uh uh, the film uh, received an average score of 70 out of 100 based on 41 uh, critics which indicates quote generally favorable uh reviews so um overall i'd say the public kind of enjoyed this um you know in terms of the impact it's had it's been cited as one of the most influential films of the 2000s and on the film's 10th anniversary in 2015 forbes published an article describing its lasting influence stating quote reboot became part of our modern vocabulary and superhero origin stories became increasingly on vogue for the genre the phrase dark and greedy likewise joined the cinematic lexicon influencing our perception of different approaches to storytelling not only in the comic book film genre but in all sorts of other genres as well in 2020 empire magazine named that as one of the 100 greatest movies of the 21st century. Sean Adler of MTV stated, Batman Begins herald a trend of darker genre films, either that retold backstories or rebooted them altogether. Examples he cited were Casino Royale as well as the in-development Robocop, Red Sonja, and Grey Skull. In 2012, Kevin Feige, film producer and president of Marvel Studios stated, quote, Chris Nolan's Batman is the greatest thing that happened to superhero films because it bolstered everything. In 2019, Kyle Smith, of national review, wrote that, quote, it set a new standard for its genre and has yet to be excelled by many, its, uh, by many of its successors, end quote. Filmmakers, screenwriters, and producers who have mentioned Batman Begins or the Dark Knight trilogy to describe their projects include Jon Favreau, Director of Iron Man, Edward Norton in The Incredible Hulk, McGee in Terminator Salvation, Alan Taylor in Terminator Genesis, Robert Downey Jr. and uh uh Sherlock Holmes, Hugh Jackman and X-Men Origins, Wolverine. That was really horrible, 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 horrible movie. Dade Iron the Suicide Squad, Brian Cranston's and uh and uh uh, uh uh Power Rangers, um Um, Patty Jenkins and Matthew Jensen in Wonder Woman Todd Phillips with the Joker, I mean, the list just goes on, bro, I mean, it, it's endless, it's endless, and, um, yeah, in terms of a future, well, as you can obviously see, it's a, I call it only Nolan trilogy for a fucking reason, and in 2008, we saw the release of Batman The Dark Knight, which, you know to this day is one of the greatest superhero films ever made. Probably in content in 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 in, con, in um content uh, contending with uh Spider-Man 2. Who knows? But um but uh, yeah. Um I hope to review that hopefully sometime in the near future. But uh other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I think this pretty much wraps up today's episode. I completely recommend this movie totally if you're looking for something to watch on movie night or, you know, just you're bored as fuck, this is this is something to watch. If you have yet to watch the Nolan trilogy, this is the movie this is this this is your start right here. And it begins. But uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Before we go I want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really. So keep it up. And most of all, spread the word. Tell mom, tell dad, tell brother, to sister. Tell everybody. And uh, most of all, feel free to follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony podcast. New episodes every Tuesdays and Saturdays. Uh, that pretty much concludes today's episode, ladies and gents. And we'll see you guys this Saturday. Thank you. And don't drink and drive. Okay show's over Please get out Thank you